On this episode of Another Way to See It, the coaches reveal some of their favorite self-discovery questions. They talk about why these questions are interesting to them, what kinds of information you can glean from them, and we've listed the questions that are discussed on this episode in the show notes. We offer them to you as journal prompts to help you on your journey. Thanks for tuning in to the Another Way to See It podcast. I'm Kim Moran, joined by Tara Jones and Randy Poindexter. We're life coaches talking about issues we deal with personally and professionally, hoping to offer you some tips and tools that help you to thrive. Hey, everybody. It's Kim Moran. Joined by Tara Jones. And the awesome Randy Poindexter. (laughs) You are awesome, Randy. On this episode, I think we're going to talk about some questions that might help you in this, what are we calling this? Personal growth, personal development journey? Yeah, self-improvement journey. Yeah. I don't really, I don't know if I really like self-improvement. I what did you how'd you state it, Kim? I said personal growth or personal development or self-discovery. Yeah, yeah self good one. I like that question. I like that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. But before we get into it, I would like to ask our listeners if they would be sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it with their friends and family, people that you might know that are struggling a little bit, please share this episode if it resonates with you. And don't forget to leave us a review on whichever podcast platform that you listen. All right. So in the coaching world, there are all kinds of questions that we ask our clients. I mean, and we create questions based on what our clients bring to the table. Each of us has chosen three questions that we like for various reasons. And I think we're going to share some of our favorite questions and see if you're moved by the questions or if they resonate with you. So who would like to go first? The first question. I can go first. So I really like the question of what values do I have that guides my personal development? And when I sit with that, The reason I like it so much is a lot of times when I'm working with clients and they feel like uh, their life is really messy and they, they have big decisions to make and they don't know which way to pivot, or maybe it's just like that, that crazy storm that's blown in and you're being, you know, crashed around by the waves, having your values really strong inside of you, or maybe you have a little list that's on your fridge or somewhere nearby that can remind you. And they're a way of holding on to something and also stepping stones of, of so questioning in your life of which direction you go becomes a lot more clear when you get clear about your values. And, and I, so I started thinking about my own values and, you know, what are values and then what were my values and a really huge value for me is trustworthiness. So when working with someone or in relationship with someone, when I'm trying to just, when something's not feeling right, I can really lean back on trustworthiness. Is this person trustworthy in my life? Um, Can I rely on them? 
And then very hand in hand is for me is loyalty uh, for someone in relationship or even in, in work that there is a loyalty for me as an, if I'm an employee in a company that, that there is a loyalty that goes back and forth that I am loyal to the company and I have to resonate with their values. And then um, back to me, like they're loyal to me that I am, I'm a valuable employee. Um, And then honesty is a very big one. And that, that one I'm still working on inside myself. Uh, I think honesty can be a value that you hold very dear to yourself and wanting everyone else to be honest with you, but like working deep on honesty inside myself and, and honesty towards others in my life is, um, something so important. So those are things I really hold on to and evaluate when I'm, when my life is shaken up a bit, or if I'm, you know, as I'm on a path of self, self growth, what do you guys think? I love those. And I was thinking as you were sort of talking about each of those values that honesty and loyalty build trustworthiness. Mm. You know, when you combine those two and you have it over time, that's something that you can trust. So they all go together really nicely. Mm. And I really like what you're thinking because you can, I mean, it seems to me like identifying your values is part of like a personal mission statement. And you can always go back to that to see if the choices that are ahead of you are in alignment. You know, I love alignment. Yeah. Choices are in alignment with your values, then it's kind of a green light. Like that's a green flag. So Mm. I love it, Tara. Mm. I'll piggyback off that is, you know, all those are, are included in my values. But one thing that I've really come to, to work on is respect. And it's not just for others, it's respect for myself, you know, because if, if we can't respect ourselves and how we handle the thoughts in our head and how we handle our actions and our words, to me, it just falls flat. So I really think with, with how we respect not only ourselves, but others goes a long way. And, and I'm not talking about just the yes, sir. And the yes, ma'ams, you know, it, you can respect somebody without knowing them, without knowing their story and without judging them. And, and so I, I think respect is, is huge for me. And it took me a while to try to place that in the context that I wanted to, because it gets so caught up on, like I said, the, you know, holding the door open for strangers and stuff like, yes, that's respectful all day, but to expand on that and, and to respect everyone without knowing them and their stories and their troubles and all that just goes a long way for me. I like it. I like all of it. I would agree with all of those things. And I would, I guess one of my personal values is compassion. So I'd take the whole list. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, do you want to go next with your question? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and jump in with one of mine. It, it was hard to, to narrow down three questions that I really wanted to talk about because for me, not only coaching, but questions I I continue to ask myself on this self-discovery journey. One of the big things is how do you speak to yourself in your mind? 
And that that's heavy. And it it's an eye opener. You know, the way the way we talk to ourselves inside our mind, because we're our worst critics. And especially when things aren't going good, things aren't going as planned. There's a lot of negative talk. And I've always been bad about it. And it wasn't till a year and a half. It was kind of in between my my big expansion. But to to sit with that and and to reflect on how I talk to myself dictates everything else. So it all starts within. So so my question is, you know, what are you saying to yourself when things aren't going good? Because once again, when things are going good, the hype's there. You don't you don't catch yourself with the negative thoughts. But when things don't go as planned, how do you talk to yourself? Because I know if I reach out to a friend or a friend reaches out to me and they're venting and they're talking, I'm not going to be like, dude, you're stupid. Why, why are you even saying this to me? It's just, you're crazy. I would never do that to anybody. Even if I thought that I wouldn't do that, but I catch myself doing it to myself. So to shift the perspective and the thoughts into a different lens into it doesn't have to be like super positive, but just reframe it a little bit to move forward, to move in the right direction. You know, I mean, where do y'all, where do y'all stand on, on that question? I like that question. And when you were talking, I had this vision of getting out a picture of yourself as a child. And then when you have those negative thoughts, you take that photograph out and you look at it and say it out loud to the picture of you as a beautiful little innocent child and see how that lands. I bet you can't do it. If you want to rewire that circuit, Try that technique because I don't think that any of us could do that. You're a stupid. How could you be so dumb? You don't know. I can't imagine having a picture of, of yourself as a child and being able to do that. So that might be an interesting thing, but it's huge. A lot of people are struggling with this right now. Even people that are on this path for a long time are expressing the fact that this comes up all the time and it's insidious. So good question. Yeah, I feel the same. I mean, when I when you put these questions out to us and I got that one, I'm like, oh, that's a shit gets real fast kind of question when you have to be really honest with yourself. And unfortunately, I don't know where it comes from, but it's a habit. It's a, it is a habit that the mind swirls in that direction um, towards negativity and shame and guilt, all those, those things. And, and, and who knows when, when they start a lot of times, if you pay attention to those thoughts in your mind, they usually have a voice of someone in your past and um, yeah, positive mind growth. I just recently, I just a couple of years ago, really started getting more into that. And like I was saying, before we started hitting record, I, somewhere along the, the day got grumpy and it is so quick that the mind will latch on to grumpiness. And then it, it just goes into all the things that are wrong. And at that point, it really is just for me, a practice 
and and it doesn't feel natural when you're doing it. I love your idea, Kim, of the the little kid photo because what I do is I just go into gratitude practice. And I saw so I was walking back from the bank today, and I'll just start, you know, being grateful for the snow, grateful for that beautiful tree. Just really, it's it's pointing my my mind towards a positivity and it doesn't necessarily shift right away but it will shift over time and it's just it's so important to know and to be honest with yourself and not to beat yourself up that you if your mind does that but to be honest with yourself that you can start shifting it as a practice start shifting it like just like you're lifting weights at the gym to strengthen your body, it's a way of strengthening your mind. And then your mind affects your emotional system, it affects your energetic system, affects your nervous system. I mean, it's it's so important to of how we're feeding, how we're feeding it. So I love that question, Randy. Thanks for bringing it to the table. And I love that gratitude practice that you have because I think you know, the photograph is just to be an illustration to you of how harsh that voice can be sometimes. But once you see it, then what do you do? And I I think you can roll right into that practice that you talked about, Tara, of just naming everything in your site that you're grateful for. So I love it. Yeah. And I, I start off with that because a lot of times when the mind is in, in that negative space, it's so constricting of an experience that I'll start, start off with just visual what's right in front of my face. And then usually as it lightens a little bit, I can then go into, I'm grateful for deeper, deeper aspects of my life where you all of a sudden realize that you have a lot of abundance and, and space. So yeah, it's a, it's a good practice. What about you, Kim? What's your question? If you could solve one major problem in the world, what would it be? And the reason that I chose this, I think it's to get people to kind of orient where they are in terms of like following their purpose, their soul's purpose in the world. So if you think that children need better protections or better things, then maybe that's an area that you want to focus on. So I think it's a broad question, but it's designed to kind of narrow your field of all possibilities to things that are really in alignment with your passion. And if I had to answer that question myself, I would say the world needs more love, just love. And so that is how I would answer that question. What about you guys? That can be a loaded question. I mean, that could that could go any direction. And I think I think it really lies on the individual in, in that alignment. And something that that I'm strong about is children having a voice and being seen and heard. And that's not just with parents, family, siblings, that's in schools. I, I think there needs to be more subjects, I guess you could call it, around, you know, self-growth, self-development and what that looks like. And, you know, the old times of learning how to sew, how to scramble an egg, how to make an omelet, all that doesn't, yes, it's 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 a nice 
tool to have, but there's so many other tools that take precedence over those. So to answer that question, um, it, it would be, you know, children's growth at a young, younger age. Okay, Randy, I had a conversation with a very interesting young person the other day, and he said, if I believe it, what am I doing about it? If it's my truth, what am I doing about it? And so I am going to ask you to journal about that. If that's what you believe, how are you supporting that belief in the world? Um, you don't have to answer it now. Well, but if you well want to. I've already, trust me, this has been an ongoing struggle and it, it ties into some other struggles I'm having <laughs> that um, revolve around, you know, putting myself out there more. But um, I had a good conversation probably a month back with a father and a son that the son was in on the men's call every month, learning growing, asking questions. So like that's like when, when I saw that and when I heard his insights and his questions, I was like, this is what we need, you know, and it's not just for, for the boys. It's, it's for the the young, young women out there as well. So I, I definitely want to expand and explore it. And I don't know what it looks like yet, but challenge accepted. I love it. That question moved you. Mm hmm. What about you, Tara? That is um, definitely a hard question. When I was going through the questions, that was my, I saved it for last because there's so many major problems in the world right now. It's like, where do I even start? And um, I would say one of the major problems in the world is just the environment and what we're seeing with everything with global warming. And, and for me, I could do a lot more. I do support organizations that are helping, but it feels like little drops in the bucket. I try to be as conscious as I can around what I buy. And then I, I also have a habit of, I, when I go on walks, I take plastic bags with me so I can pick up trash when I'm in the woods. Cause that just drives me crazy that people go into the woods to be with beauty and then leave their trash behind. I don't even understand it, but it's very, very small. Um, I could do a lot more, but I think this question is just really, it's really good in the sense that what you're saying too is pointing to an aspect inside yourself that we can, that to know that that's part of who you are and why you care so much. And maybe it goes back to your question about values. Yeah. You know, one thing that I did learn from this recent uh, camp episode that I <laughs> camp stint that I did was about impact and just how you posting perhaps a picture of yourself taking a hike with a trash bag and just a little blurb about that's something that's really important to you might someone might see that and say hey that's a great idea I never thought about that idea just by you openly expressing your values and your passions is now other people can see it 
when you get in touch with what's really important to you and that you're passionate about, it is like that light that we talk about shining out from us and other people watch us. I mean, we're always watching. Who wants to go next with the next question? The next question that really stood out for me to ask, and I think is, is a very important question is what ways can I better my life in the next month? And what I like so much about that question is the time frame, because I'm someone that has, that can reach for very large goals. And I think that tends to be a what people will do and what tends to happen is you get overwhelmed because the goals were too big. And I like the idea of we can have goals that you, you could say like the sun's rotation or the, the earth's rotation around the sun, like a yearly goal, or we can also see our goals as how, you know, the moon cycle. So within a month's time, which makes it for me a lot more tangible to break it down like that. And uh, habits are formed by slowly doing something over and over again. I am a very physical person. I'm, I'm very in touch with like the somatics and my alignment and, and the energy system that is running through me and the, the kind of sensations of my body. That's from 22 years of being a massage therapist and a somatic healer. It's, it's now become habit, but it wasn't in the very beginning. It was something I had to learn of my alignment when I was working and how I was moving and, and my posture. And now it's, you know, it's just how I am is when I stand up, there's a quick register of how my body is in alignment as I move through space. I mean, it's just, it's strange. I was noticing it the other day, like, that's funny. You just do that now. But that was what, you know, habit created that. And right now, what I would like to do, because I am my own boss, it's sometimes the most challenging part of being your own boss is setting your own schedule. And I've been noticing that I'm getting really sidetracked very easily and um, procrastination setting in and all that. So I just, I, when I looked at that question, I was like, I need to start waking up earlier, set time, five days a week, Monday through Friday, act like I'm quote unquote, going to the office or whatever. And then consistency of work that I work from like, for me, it'd be like nine to five. And then, and then after that, I can do other things that are around the house, like take care of my plants and cook good food, all the things that gets me sidetracked. And I think, you know, within a month, it'll be nice to just see where I'm at with my procrastination and that feeling of not getting things done as, as orderly as I'd like. I, I think it's great. I think, you know, we all know where I stand on whole new year's resolutions and stuff like that. So I think, I think when you're trying to, to set a new habit or a, a new schedule is, and a new goal is, is to set it with intention. 
and be specific. You know, I personally need specific goals or if I just do a broad goal, um, I, I get I get bored with it. Because as soon as I see like a hint of that result, I'm like, all right, I did it. You know, so I, I think being clear with your intention and how specific you are with a goal, I think is is very important. So I like the idea of month goals and I like the, you know, the concept of the moon's rotation around the earth. I think, I mean, y'all are real big and I know y'all are big into the moons and the cycles and, you know, the, yeah. moon, the full moon. <laughs> half moon the quarter moon I, you know i'm just but this just is like, practical i i just love the idea of you like you know we can mark our months with mm-hmm. the moon and I, I like the visual of it of you know breaking it down to a moon cycle oh agree i'm not i'm not knocking it i just i don't know all the cycles but um, <laughs> you can knock it <laughs> <laughs> no i don't want to knock it because i like the moon yeah uh, but if i had to answer that question for me, it would be um, balance. I'm trying to work on my balance with my day to day, and that you know that that cuts it. You know that ties into to time management. So I, I completely relate and feel you on that. Um, but just a good balance of of work life, um, things that I enjoy, things that bring me joy, and you know also trying to to find a spot to give back like that's something i've been working on and it's been weighing on me is is how how can i give back to a new community that i'm i'm not a part of that i don't know of so um for me it's balance and and i love the idea of a month goal versus a year goal i like this idea of the moon too because you have two distinct phases so i'm just envisioning it working like full moon to full moon and you have a you have a halfway marker to sort of see how you're doing. So it's really a nice a nice. I mean, you could use all the fate. You could use the quarter moons too to kind of track your progress. So that's pretty cool. Plus, the moon has this huge pull on the Earth, so it's kind of like you're tethered to something out in the cosmos. That's really I don't know. To me, it it conjures up this image of some mystical force that's driving your your goals as well i love it good question tara thank you cam (laughs) we're we're good we're full of good questions here what about you randy you have you have another question um it's hard to pick one that i want to do next because all all the ones that i came up with kind of correlate with each other but i like i like this question because it brings a lot of curiosity to oneself and, and to really find that spark of, of joy, like what brings you joy. So my question is what is a hobby or passion that you love, but you gave up on or stopped doing? I think it's, it's, this question is so important and especially for when someone feels stuck or stagnant, we always give up something to take on something else. And I think when we get content stuck and stagnant, we lose part of us of that enjoyment of life. And so like, what, what, what did you stop doing that you enjoyed that you can now work into your schedule to bring that back to, to integrate that again? So I love this question for that purpose. And for me, it's woodworking. Um, I need to, I've worked with my hands 18 plus years on cars 
got into woodworking probably the last five years and it came so natural and it puts me in a different place than versus working on cars. So now that I'm settled back in a house that has a garage, um, I'm really looking forward to start getting some man glitter all around me and uh, start, start making some stuff again. I love that man glitter. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is a great, great question because I think sometimes when we get on a path of self-improvement or self-development, we can also get very serious and tight. And that's, I mean, the seriousness is a good thing because it's a you're digging into stuff, you're investigating yourself, you're getting to know yourself at deep levels, and that can cause a lot of seriousness. And to to come back to play and just the the pleasure of doing what you love. And that sometimes can give you insight to parts of yourself that you might have left behind, that you might have at one point said, this isn't me anymore. Or like like you said, you just somewhere along the line is it was forgotten. For me, uh, this question was great because this winter I actually went to the art store and bought paints because I knew I don't like the sun setting early. The winters get cold here in Boston and I have to be inside, which I don't like as much. And so I have this big dining room table that I used to do dinner parties a lot. And because of COVID, that's not happening. So I put my paints out on the table to remind myself that if you're bored, don't pick up your phone or just get on Netflix, be creative. And that was a side of myself in in high school and college that I really identified with as being creative and being an artist. And so it's been really fun to fall back in love with that side of myself and just play and, and, and see, try not to be, just use it as, as a a place of enjoyment and not be critical of how it turns out or all those other things that can happen. So it's been really fun. And like I said, it has shown me that there's this side of me of, of creativity that actually shines out in all the work that I do and all even in working with clients. Um, but I just wasn't seeing it. I was only saying my creative side was back in the day in, in college years. And now I'm seeing it's actually been kind of folded into, it's just part of my soul reson, you know, my, my soul resonates with it. So yeah, it's been a, a nice discovery. What about you, Kim? Well, I found it interesting when you were talking and just thinking about how people abandon their passions or their hobbies because maybe they've been told they're not good enough at it to make money on it, right? But our passions and our hobbies don't we don't have to be the best at them. They're just there for our enjoyment. And they don't even have to be like woodworking. You could make something that would be useful, but it doesn't even have to be useful. Like if you like making pom-poms, yarn pom-poms, then make yarn pom-poms. Like it doesn't have to be 
reading a book that's going to help you in self-development, or it doesn't have to be rigorously hiking because that also is your workout. If you like hiking just for the sake of hiking, then great, go for a hike. But if you don't like it, it doesn't have to be useful is what I'm saying. It can just be for you. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. Yeah. And I think that's so important. So, so important, right? For it to be for you, to have parts of your life that are just for you. (laughs) Yeah. And when people say, what are you doing? Oh, I'm spending time with myself. I mean, it seems so silly when we say it out loud, because of course you should spend time with yourself. Time when you are not doing anything, Mm -hmm. but filling yourself up. So you're not doing anything for anybody else. You're not doing something to accomplish or achieve a goal. You're just being with yourself. So I love that question, Randy. Ding, ding. (laughs) You get get another point. Bat a thousand right now. Let's go. Um, My question is, what resources in my life do I have that support my personal growth? I think this is a great question because a lot of times when we're on this journey and we want to make some big changes, we think it's all, it, all it has to do with is me and my mindset and my ability to do stuff. But sometimes these goals are so lofty, we cannot accomplish them by ourselves. And so support might look like just time to be by yourself, where your family, if you have a family, agrees to give you X amount of time per week to just do your thing. Maybe it's making pom-poms. I don't know. But support doesn't have to be active. It could be also passive. Oftentimes, friends and family do not mean to be a roadblock or an obstacle to our personal development, but they are. They don't even know it. They don't intend to do it, but they, they throw up roadblocks for us. So if you are thinking about how you're going to achieve a goal, take an inventory of what you have available in your life. It could be financial. It could be friends and family. It could be a coach or a group or um, a program that you're following or a book that you're reading. There are a host of resources that we have. I might be going out on a limb to say that if you are not resourced, you are probably not going to reach your goal in some way. So I know that's a big claim, but I'm just going to say, if there is not even one resource available to you, probably not going to happen. That was the question that I had. And fortunately in my life, I have many resources of time. I have a lot of friends and teammates and colleagues that are very supportive of me. I think this is this is great because it shines light on things that we might not realize are resources. So I think taking that inventory and sitting with it is, is a good question, journal prompt conversation that you need to have with yourself. Um, I will also go off to say that not everyone can provide everything we need. So we go to certain friends, to certain family members that we know are going to provide the resource we need in that moment. So like, you know, tying in the family, there are some things when I need like a pick me upper of like, Hey, you got this. I can go to a certain family member, 
But if I go to another family member, I'm going to get some, well, did you think this through all the way? You know, so tying into the resources, I think it's very important to understand that not every, not one person can provide all the needs we need when resourcing. I like that distinction. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Randy. I like that too. And I also realize this when it comes to friends that you rely on to help you through hard times. This is kind of tangenting a little bit, but it was something I experienced this winter where uh, with a heavy conversation with a friend, realizing that we can rely on friends, but it's also good to check in and make sure that they're okay to handle it at the time and not assuming that that friend is the person that you go to the cry on their shoulder and they're always going to be there and want to be there because a friend will do it for you, but could be resentful of like, I'm always this person that's resourced for this, you know? And so that was a, that was a really good lesson for me. I was like, Oh, okay. That's cool. And also check in with your resources to see where they're at, if they're, if they're able to handle or, you know, be there for you. And then it's not personal if they can't. Um, for me, when I, when I thought about uh, resources, gosh, it, it's great to think about it because there's so many things, like Randy said, that you might not even know is a resource. And for me, number one, my number one go-to is breath work and meditation. I find that an amazing resource to get back to myself, get grounded, get centered, cleanse, see some stuff, cry it out. It's like, those are my, my, um, I would say my healing modalities that I definitely reach towards, um, books, books and YouTube videos, amazing resource to start collecting for yourself when, when you need it, when you, when you need some guidance, or, or reflections. Um, and then simply put, when I started thinking about like my home, cause I love my home so much and I, I'm very attracted. I, I feel good and beauty. So I, I set my space up, uh, in a very clean and beautiful way that kind of resonates with me. So that, that is a, a resource. And then within my home, my special, special resource is my bathtub. I mean, when I'm, when I'm needing to really tone my nervous system down or just feel good in my body, I take a bath and wintertime, I take a lot of baths. So it's, it's funny when I started thinking about what a resource is and and then it kind of, it can get very simple. It doesn't have to be so large, but it's just these places you go to to fill up when you're needing it. Or you need, again, that, that idea of a buoy and a crashing ocean or a stone to step on that provides you stability. I'm so grateful to you guys for filling that in and rounding it out because all of the things that you mentioned are so important. Do you have one more question, Tara? Oh, this one I love too. Um, what accomplish accomplishments in my life am I most proud of? And I think this is such an important question. 
and a question that we could probably spend time with yearly to really look at things in your life that you've done that you're so proud of. Um, because I think I, I can only speak for myself. I tend to be a person that sees the peak of the mountain. I'm, I'm a Capricorn. I'm a mountain goat. I like to climb the mountains and I tend, I can get so far forward of, of what my goals are in the future and where I'm climbing to. And I forget about the things that I'm really proud of that I've done in my life. And it's so important to, to honor those aspects because, uh, for many reasons. I mean, it's just like a part of self-love. I'd be like, wow, I did that. That's awesome. You know, and also showing you challenging things that you accomplished, that you you pushed through, that you you made happen. It's, it's just, you know, taking a moment to pat ourselves on the back. So um, so I thought a little bit about it. And again, it's always like, whoa, to, to think about what were some moments. And um, number one, proudest, intense experience, I think, um, in my life was going through a divorce in, in the most loving way possible. And we've talked about it on here on the podcast, but to come out of that situation and still be friends with my ex-husband is something I'm internally and forever proud of because it was not easy (laughs) and it took a lot of strength and willpower and a lot of self and it caused a lot of self-discovery. Another one is just the recent the recent one this year is going on that six week solo trip with myself. That was huge. There were a lot of fears that kept me from doing that. And it was a very simple thing to do, but it, it meant so much to me. Yeah. So those are a few examples. Tara, I like those examples and I'm so glad that you're able to to acknowledge those and to celebrate those. When you were talking about noting someplace your accomplishments, I, I, I'm such a visual thinker. I thought like an old time Western guy with notches in his belt. And I was thinking is there should be some kind of way that we walk around the world with notches in our belt that shows everybody like I'm a badass, you know, I've done, I've done a few things. You better watch (laughs) out some external display. I mean, we can't all be wearing like medals and everything, but even these things like that road trip, you said it was a simple thing. There were logistical issues. There were all kinds of, you had encounters with other campers that, you know, were <laughs> coveting your spots. Nice. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like I went camping. It, it wasn't like that at all. It was an adventure. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Randy? You got some notches in your belt? Uh, that can be taken on such a different path, Kim of notches on the belt, but we won't go there. We won't go there. Um, I got the idea the visual image of um, actual badges, like Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, stuff like that. Um, but how cool would it be if we could all wear something of our, our accomplishments that 
that not everybody has to understand. It's just, we're proud to show them off, you know? So I, I love being able to sit back and reflect on our accomplishments and they don't always have to be big. I held on to a big accomplishment when I was 30 year old, 30 years old and became a shop foreman. That was really rare and unheard of to be that young. So like I held on to that for a long time and going through this journey, those last two years of, you know, really exploring who I was and who I, I wanted to be. Um, that was my new biggest accomplishment is, is breaking old patterns and not falling into the same cycles and, and really shaking my world upside down to, to reevaluate everything and see what it looks like moving forward. So, you know, those are two big wins for me. And, you know, the little wins come, come throughout the day that we could all be more aware of. And and I think, you know, that time to reflect and, and whether it's journaling or having the conversation is, is really acknowledging those small wins just as much as the big wins. Yeah. I like the idea of journaling where you where what I always say, set, set your clock for three minutes or five minutes, however, however long. So you don't have to think about time and, but you're, you're pressed to really write and, and take one of these questions um, and just journal, just don't think, just let it all out and, you know, start, start with what are the things I'm most proud of three minutes, write it down and uh, just, and I love the idea also, Randy, you're saying daily because in this next month, I'm going to be proud that I woke up at seven o'clock instead of nine. Those are, those are things when you set your little goals and you should be proud when you, when you accomplish them, you know, all these kind of, all these questions, I feel like go hand in hand. I was thinking, so I have this little jar that I have all these slips of paper in and I do journal as well, but people often say, I forget all the things that I've done. And so a way to kind of lift yourself up when that hits you is to keep a jar with your accomplishments in them. And then when you need a pick me up, you can just go into that jar and reach into one and, and open it. It's like almost like a little fortune cookie and remind yourself or post it someplace in your house. I, I consider that something like setting yourself up because you know that it's going to be a roller coaster. You know that you're going to be on the top celebrating a victory and then you're going to slowly start to come down. And when you're at the bottom of the next hill, you're going to need some inspiration and that reflection about how far you've come and what you've overcome is like wind in your sails on a dead yeah. sea. Setting yourself up in positive ways. And that could be a resource. Of course. Yeah. Your See, jar, everything is related here. Jar of victories. <laughs> yes. I love it. Life is difficult. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. It's magnificent. It's beautiful. It's amazing, but it's, it's not easy. I'll say that. Yeah. Especially right now. Yeah. Few years. Yeah. Yeah. I love all these ideas. And um, just before we end uh, is something else that I'm proud of. And I wanted to put it out to everyone. Um, I am hosting, starting to host breast breath work groups again, virtually February, March, and April. So the dates are up 
Uh, you can find them through uh, Instagram and also my website. And breathwork is an amazing, like I said, amazing resource in my life. And it is an incredible practice that gets you quickly out of your mind, more into your heart, more into the emotional, energetic space. Um, so if you're looking for a way to expand your energy uh, and get deeper insight to who you are, uh, definitely come and check out, join the community group. Um, February 13th, we'll be focusing on self-love and the awareness that loves. And I would love for everyone to be uh, join in. And if you are interested in, and heard this through the podcast, you can use the code journey within. We'll put it in the show notes and you would get a 20% off on the ticket price. So I hope to have people come join the circle. That's awesome, Tara. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. I think this was a great show. Check out our show notes, chock full of information on how to reach us, the questions for you to journal and Tara's upcoming breathwork sessions. We'll see you next time. Bye. If this episode resonated with you or made you think about someone you know, please pay it forward and like, subscribe, and share it. We appreciate it. Thank you.